This podcast is a Fade 52 production. All rights reserved 2024. Hi, welcome to So Basic with a Little Extra. If we haven't met yet, or you are tuning in for the first time, my name is Anna Zugeri, and my mission for this podcast is to share a basic story to give you a little extra inspiration, a little extra encouragement, or an extra laugh. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional help or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. When my oldest was little and she felt sick, she would come to me and say, Mommy, I feel throw-uppy. That was her way of describing it to me. What? Where did she learn that? How do we learn to describe our emotions and feelings? How often do we actually do that? Are we even encouraged to express our feelings and emotions? I don't know about you, but since I can remember, my vocabulary to describe how I feel has been very, very limited. You know, just the basic words. Angry, sad, happy, hungry, and tired. I was never thought to describe my feelings or emotions. Actually, I didn't even know the difference. Do you? Here's the basic definition. Emotions start as the sensations in the body. Feelings are generated from our thoughts about those emotions. In other words, feelings are how we interpret emotions. Get it? Got it good? I seriously did not know that. Flea did not know that. Have you watched the movies Inside Out or Elements from Disney? I like those movies. Although I have a love-hate relationship with Disney, I strongly believe parents should watch them. It is a good and basic way to open conversations, ponder on what our emotions look like, including the bad ones, like sadness, and how are they very helpful to become a well-adjusted individual. If you have followed me in the last couple of episodes, I mentioned how I am on a journey to make changes in my lifestyle with the purpose of, number one, bring glory to God, number two, live a healthy life to accomplish my purpose, and number three, to tell others about it. Remember last episode, I told you we will go over three pillars that I believe it's necessary to are necessary to be in balance, the mind, the body, and the spirit. So let's start with the mind, but let's break it up again. Today, we'll talk about emotions. Next week, we'll talk brain, and the following week, we'll talk about thoughts. I believe These three things that pertain to the mind are so important. So today I want to share with you my basic story about emotions. At the time I'm recording this episode, I am on day 37 of my 90-day journey before I have to see my doctor again, do blood work and check if anything has improved in order to lower my A1C. Well, Let me be a little extra. I am so happy. As of today, I've lost five pounds, which takes care of my body. 
I have read, heard, written a Bible verse per day, five times a week since December, which has improved my spirit and recorded my emotions daily for the last 18 days, which has helped me to take care of my mind. Here's my basic story. I started therapy in the fall of 2022. It's been a long journey. I was going through a really, really, really tough time in my marriage. Therapy was our last resort before I strongly considered divorce. Can you believe it? That was my last resort. Now that I know what I know, that should have been the first. I was very skeptical because we've tried that in the past. But this time, we decided to invest our time, resources, and put in the work. Well, in my case, not so much at the beginning. I didn't like it. I didn't care about the expense, and I was just being a little extra. I really wanted to say the phrase, I was talking to my therapist. Because, <laughs> you know, back in the day, only rich people could say that. It took me a long time to understand the benefits of it. But more importantly, my part in what I had to do. Going into places I didn't want to visit. They were well buried and I did not want to uncover them. I was already in a lot of pain. Blaming my partner for everything. So yes, I resisted the process for a long time. And let me tell you, if you are considering therapy, I urge you to be honest, to give it all you got. Otherwise, you will prolong the process. Let me make a parenthesis here because no one told me this and I wish someone had. Nowadays, it is very affordable to get help. There are online therapists, programs, and nonprofit organizations that are ready to help. I will share the link on a few resources I found in the show notes. The parentheses to the parentheses is please, please, please don't put your health aside for other expenses in your budget. If you have money to buy coffee and fast food, you have money for therapy. I love what a friend said the other day when I said I couldn't do something I wanted to do. He said, is that an excuse or is that a reason? Ouch. This is the kind of stuff we have to be mindful about. But going back to my basic story, I was resisting and denying I had traumas because of my upbringing, personality, and fear. I created this shield for my emotions. Uh, if you know me, you know me as sweet Anna. But behind that, there is some cynicism, anger, very little empathy. And I have, I came late to the line when God was distributing compassion. <laughs> and the biggest thing for me is that I became an expert in acting as a victim for attention. How do you like that? Yeah, it took a while to recognize all that and to work it out. I mean, I'm still working it out and I know I will for the rest of my life. But now I know that I can replace and restore all that over and over again. I love what God says about that. 
Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12.2 Yeah, God was talking about neuroplasticity. Yes, it is possible to teach an old dog new tricks. If I can do it, so can you. This is so important, regardless of what stage of life you are, especially if you're a parent or will become one one day. Psychologists talk about the generational impact of breaking the curse, and so does the Bible. Times keep changing, and very quickly, and if we don't learn to be emotionally intelligent, AI surely will. We're starting to see it now. All these COVID babies that are soothed by electronics rather than hugs, oh, it's terrible. So here's my basic list that has helped me to become a better adjusted and emotionally intelligent individual. Ugly fish. So as I mentioned before, I resisted the change. I didn't want to accept that I was an ugly fish. <laughs> Have you heard about the Mariana Trench? This is such a cool visual my therapist shared with me. It is a place somewhere in the Pacific Ocean that has the deepest trench man has recorded. I will place the link in the show notes of a cool website that shows uh, how and what it looks like. The point is that as you go deeper, it gets darker. The fish in the ocean creatures begin to change from what we know as fish and pretty ocean bottom creatures to ugly and scary, almost deformed creatures. So in therapy, she showed me a graph that according to your state of mind, it represents a fish. When I'm calm and conscious, I am like a fish in a coral reef. Call me Dory. <laughs> so pretty. But as my emotions arise and I start getting out of control, I become like one of those ugly fish in the dark, deep ocean. Simple as that. I keep a picture in my office. It is such a great reminder for me. How do you control your temper? How do you recognize that you're becoming an ugly fish? What happens to you and those around you when you become an ugly fish? How do you feel when you're a pretty one? It is taking me a while to get it and how everything works. Understanding my emotions allows me to get a hold of them. I am the one that's in control, not the other person. No one can make me mad or sad, angry, or make me feel any other way. It is me. It is my brain, my body, my responsibility to manage them, regulate them, enjoy them, and use them properly. Now, that does not mean that I don't get angry, frustrated, sad, or any other negative feeling. Because God knows I do. I used to say things like, you are making me so mad. You are so mean to me. And my favorite one, you're an idiot. <laughs> I use this last one a lot when I'm driving. Oh, gosh, convicted. I also use 
my emotions and feelings against me. Saying things like, I'm so fat. My hair, oh, it's so ugly. I'm an idiot. But now I know. I have to figure out where that is coming from. What's my part in it? And how can I change it? I love that God has something to say about emotions. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to evil. Ephesians 4, 26, 27. I like to customize that verse when needed. Change the word angry for any other emotion or feeling I'm experiencing. It just fits. Tapping. Not the dancing, but the brain tapping. Although I know that the dance helps too. Here is another basic trick. I learned this super easy and simple way to help me regulate my emotions when I'm losing it. Tapping allows you to bring down the waves in your brain that triggers tension. There are different ways to do it. It's so easy that we can do it right now, unless you're driving. Wait until you get to a red light. By the way, that is one way I do it on a daily basis. The red light serves me as a timer. Cross your arms and start tapping with your fingers on your collarbone. Do this until you get a green light. Take a few deep breaths. And if you can, start saying something soothing for you. For me, it's John 15, 5. Or say a little prayer with an affirmation of who God is and who he created you to be. You can repeat this as many times as you need. I will also place a link on a YouTube video that it explains it a little bit more. Vocabulary. Throw up Yeah, that is not a word. <laughs> oh, and it's not a way to describe your emotions. It is funny, though. This is the third extra tip I want to share with you. Expanding your vocabulary is so important. Adding new words to your vocabulary to describe your feelings and emotions will help you create mindfulness. It will bring curiosity to dig in and find what is the real source of your emotion to attend to it. I have a list of words that are categorized to help me describe and identify my emotions and feelings. I have it on my fridge. My family and I refer to it often. I will place the link of the PDF so you can print it out too. Here's the extra story. I want to share it with you because this just happened to me last weekend. And my hope is that by sharing this basic story, you can see how helpful these tools and techniques are and to give you a little extra encouragement. I attended an event with a friend. It was pretty big, about 2,000 people there. I was having such a good time, relaxed, attentive, content, and delighted. I was also not paying much attention to the amount of water I'll keep drinking when all of a sudden water started doing its thing in my body and I had to go. I started to feel restless, concerned, and hesitant. 
there was a little break between the speakers. And I was thinking, man, I bet the line for the restrooms are huge. Apparently, my friend was in the same situation. I was about to say, I'm going to the restroom when she beat me to it. I decided to stay to watch her stuff. She took a while to get back. Not only the lines were super long, but she had to walk to the other side of the venue because the bathroom closer to us was out of order. I decided to wait and go in the middle of the next speaker teaching. Score! They reopened the bathroom near us. There was no one there. So I took my sweet little time. I even washed my hands. <laughs> Just kidding. I always do. So since I had the chance, I also went down to the concession center uh, to get us some coffee. I was so enthusiastic and happy. As I made my way back to my seat, I heard someone calling my name. I turned around and there she was. A person I haven't seen in years and that we didn't end up in good terms. This person created a dent in my heart a while back. And I've been working on that because there's something <laughs> that triggers me and I feel anguish and discouraged, upset and hesitant just to the thought of this person's name. She got closer to me and with a big smile, she hugged me. She said, hi. I said, hi. Whoa. First of all, I I'm not a hugger. Second of all, give me a minute here. I embraced the person, took a deep breath, and complimented her. I felt in my spirit I was releasing something, but I couldn't tell exactly if it was a good feeling or a bad feeling. I hugged her again. She asked to take a selfie. We did. And I said, it was very nice seeing you say hi to the family, and I left. I went back to my seat. I tapped on my arms for a minute and got back to paying attention to the speaker. I kind of forgot about it. I shared my experience with my friend when we were almost leaving. I felt encouraged in her compassion and sympathy for me uh, after I shared what I was feeling, allow me to be at peace during the rest of our day together. We went to dinner and had a great time. I got home, told my husband, and I felt that I had completely released all the stress and emotion that that encounter uh, created on me. Well, guess what? Have you heard of cortisol? Yeah. It came really high the next morning. I woke up. I woke up bitter. I walked to the kitchen, looked at my list of feelings on the fridge, and I started reading uh, in a huge wave of emotions and feelings took over. I started to cry and cry and allowed myself to cry. <laughs> my husband said nothing but hugged me real tight, lovingly and compassionately. I felt much, much better. I realize I still have work to do with my therapist as to why this person triggers something so profound on me. 
but I gave myself a pat in the back for allowing myself to feel, to recognize with mindfulness that my trigger, my responsibility, and for pulling out the tools I have access to in a moment's notice. The old, the old me wouldn't have said anything to anyone and just chugged down the poison. I would have not used the tapping technique. I would have not looked at my list. I would have not allowed myself to cry and nevertheless accept a dose of oxytocin from my husband. So, yeah, you see the difference? I hope you do. Like that, I can give you many examples, but I think you get the idea. We need to be on the lookout for our own well-being and those around us. God says it's better. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Proverbs 4.23 I want to leave you with two more resources that have been golden for me. The book Running on Empty by Joni Webb. Such a great book. I have the book and the audiobook. I have heard it more than five times, and I keep going back here and there for reference. This book has helped me to identify my traumas and also on others around me. I can be more compassionate and understanding. I can see where they're coming from and not take things personally. It has helped me own what belongs to me and give myself grace and a break when I lose it. <laughs> and I know I still will, but now with the conscious understanding of my emotions and God's mercy that allows me to try again and again. So I strongly recommend this book. The other thing that has become part of my routine and super helpful is the help app on my phone. You know, the one with the white background and the red heart on your iPhone. It's so good. I have the settings where it asks me three times a day how I feel. It has a sliding button to choose from green to red and list of words to describe your emotions at the time of the day. It also asks you what has the most impact on them. I love it. When... I collected once week data. I can clearly see and be more mindful about what's impacting my mood. Things like hunger, tiredness, meeting deadlines, working hours, sugar levels, driving, toxic people. <laughs> so helpful. Friends, I hope you leave today with a basic question to ask yourself. How can I get a hold of my emotions in a better way to love Jesus, obey Jesus, and tell everyone about him? If you want to chat about what I shared today, need some coaching, a good referral for a therapist, or just a friend to listen, please feel free to reach out. I pray the Lord goes before you this week, shine upon you, and bring you peace. And remember... A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Proverbs 25:28. Thank you for listening, and until next week, I will share a basic story about the brain. <laughs>